Hello, and welcome to the Joy Lutheran Church podcast, a podcast of the weekly sermons. Here at Joy, we believe we are called to experience faith, know love, and share joy with all people for the sake of this world God loves. We are glad you are here. Let's listen. I am Pastor Angie, and this is the scripture and sermon for Sunday, May 16th, 2021. This is the seventh Sunday of Easter. The reading is from Acts chapter 1, beginning at verse 1. In the first book, Theophilus, I wrote all about that Jesus did and taught from the beginning until the day he was taken up to heaven, after giving instructions through the Holy Spirit to the apostles whom he had chosen. After his suffering, he presented himself alive to them by many convincing proofs, appearing to them during the 40 days and speaking about the kingdom of God. While staying with them, he ordered them not to leave Jerusalem, but to wait there for the promise of the Father. This, he said, is what you have heard from me. For John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. So when they had come together, they asked him, Lord, is this the time when you will restore the kingdom of Israel? He replied, It is not for you to know the times or periods that the Father has set by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. When he had said this, as they were watching, he was lifted up, and a cloud took him out of their sight. While he was going, and they were gazing up toward heaven, suddenly two men in white robes stood by them. They said, Men of Galilee, why do you stand looking up toward heaven? This Jesus, who has been taken up from you into heaven, will come in the same way as you saw him go into heaven. Then they returned to Jerusalem from the mount called Olivet, which is near Jerusalem, a Sabbath's day journey away. When they had entered the city, they went to the room upstairs where they were staying, Peter and John and James and Andrew, Philip and Thomas, Bartholomew and Matthew, James the son of Alphaeus, and Simon the zealot, and Judas, son of James. All these were constantly devoting themselves to prayer, together with certain women, including Mary, the mother of Jesus, as well as his brothers. In those days, Peter stood up among the believers. Together, the crowd numbered about 120 persons and said, Friends, the scripture had to be fulfilled which the Holy Spirit through David foretold concerning Judas, who became a guide for those who arrested Jesus. For he was numbered among us and was allotted his share in this ministry. 
So one of the men who have accompanied us during all this time that the Lord Jesus went in and out among us, beginning from the baptism of John until the day he was taken up from us, one of these must become a witness with us to his resurrection. So they proposed to Joseph called Barsabbas, who was also known as Justice, and Matthias. Then they prayed and said, Lord, you know everyone's heart. Show us which of these two you have chosen to take the place in the ministry and apostleship from which Judas turned aside to go to his own place. And they cast lots for him, and the lot fell on Matthias, and he was added to the eleven apostles. Here ends the reading. So I've been feeling sentimental lately. I don't think it has to do with the fact that my birthday is quickly approaching and I'm about to turn the oldest I've ever been. Or the fact that the pandemic seems to have caused my hair to turn really gray. I think it's that my nephew Carter is graduating from high school this year. That causes feelings, you know? And my sister sent me a Snapchat of a picture of my son Joshua holding Carter when he was just a teeny baby. Both of them were so small, so precious. I mean, they're still precious, but now they're both so old and they are both so tall. And in fact, both have mustaches and beards. Then Facebook does the thing it does and sent me a picture of memories this last week from my trip to the Holy Land. So I did what anyone would do, and I got lost down the Facebook rabbit hole looking back at pictures. Pictures from last year when Mike and I sold our house and bought my parents' home and made the big 150-yard move. And pictures of the time Bishop Hoymey and I did push-ups together at Senate Assembly. And pictures of hikes Mike and I have taken our kids' birthdays and graduations, and pictures from all kinds of mission trips and youth gatherings and lock-in shenanigans. All those picture memories had me thinking, mainly about all the life I've lived in between those memories and how fast time seems to go by. One minute you're dreaming about things to come and the next, boom, gray hair. But that's not the point. The point is, I realize that I've lived waiting rather impatiently, counting down the days for all the big milestones in life, like waiting to graduate from high school because then I'd be free and I could do whatever I wanted, whenever I wanted, and probably all kinds of awesome things would happen to me. Well, in real life, I went to college. I had a work-study job less free time than ever, a roommate I despised, and still called home to talk to my mom practically every day. After that, I was waiting to get married because that would be magical and make life easy and carefree and perfect. And then waiting for kids who, as it turns out, would grow up to be six feet tall and laugh at how slow I text. I waited to land the best youth ministry job, 
waited to be done with seminary, waited for first call and then consolidation and for a pandemic to end so our new church, Joey Lutheran, could celebrate being born. And we're all still waiting for that. Always waiting. But in the meantime, as I've waited, life has happened. Over the last years, I've had some great jobs and I've been fortunate enough to travel around the world. I ran a marathon once. I've made some friends and I've planted gardens and pulled a lot of weeds. I've also cooked and eaten some really terrible food. Had water pipes freeze more than once. My checkbook has been overdrawn more than once. I've had job applications rejected. I've been depressed. I've made some monumentally bad life choices. There's been sadness and joy, hopes and heartbreaks, gray hair, obviously, and wrinkles. But that's the truth of it, of life. Life happens in the meantime. And through the years, I've seen and felt the presence of God with me. I've known great joy and been forgiven, experienced love and received grace upon grace. Today is the seventh and last Sunday of Easter, the Sunday in between the Ascension and Pentecost. And the story we just heard this morning from Acts is a story about waiting and what happens in the meantime. The disciples have seen Jesus ascend into heaven, and before that, for the last several weeks since Easter, they've spent precious time with him, eating and learning, listening and questioning, doubting and fearing, and finding their courage. They received the Great Commission to go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing, loving, teaching, and serving others for the sake of the gospel. And now they've heard and believed the promise from Christ that they would receive power when the Holy Spirit came. And so they were waiting. But they couldn't just stand still, staring at the sky forever, waiting for the Holy Spirit to come or for Christ to return, because they've been chosen and set apart for holy work. So they would get it together and go, empowered to tell the stories of love and hope and healing, stories about the blind given sight, lepers healed and restored to community, sins forgiven, meals shared, and the dead being raised to new life. They prayed and they added to their numbers and they go to work, assured in the promise that the Holy Spirit would come and Jesus's presence remained. This is what they did in the meantime. And thanks to the apostles, the early church, and the power of the Holy Spirit, we too have heard and continue to hear the good news of Jesus Christ and God's great love for us. And the promise for us today is that, like those first apostles, we have been chosen and set apart for holy work, empowered to tell the stories of love and hope and healing to others. And you know these stories because they're yours and mine. 
And our stories are important and holy, even if they happen to be stories about frozen pipes and depression and rejection. Because in truth, all of it tells of where we've seen and experienced God in the midst of life lived, of sadness and joy, of hope and heartbreak. And because our lives and our faith are lived in relationship to God and to one another, all of our experiences, good, bad, or otherwise, serve as a reminder that we are not alone in this world, that God has created us for community and relationship, and our stories help us learn more about ourselves and others and God. As a church newly born, we, Joy Lutheran, have spent the last year learning a bit of our own story, a story that says we are courageous, resilient, faithful, and care a great deal about loving our neighbors and protecting those who are the most vulnerable. A story that says we really like being together and singing and studying God's word. Story that says it makes us sad when our building isn't being used for 100 different reasons in any given week. And with every day that passes, we come a little bit closer to the day when we will add to our story things like, remember back when we had masks for every season and we tried to keep three feet apart and elbow taps became the new handshake? But we can't just stand still waiting for that day, longing for the future, because we are chosen by God, set apart for a holy purpose, meant to live and experience life in this world to the fullest. Right now, believing the promise that we, that you, have been called by God and empowered by the Holy Spirit to go out, share your stories of sadness and joy, of hope and heartbreak, the good, the bad, and the sentimental. And in doing so, you are telling others the good news of the risen Christ. And I promise you this, someone needs to hear. This is life in the meantime. Go and tell your stories. Amen. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. Here at Joy, we are committed to living out our faith in love, joy, and service to our neighbors and the world. You can learn more about Joy Lutheran Church by visiting our website, joylutheranwi.org, or on Facebook, Instagram, or in person at the Joy Building, located on Highway 35 in Centuria, Wisconsin. We look forward to being with you again next week. Go in peace.